Let's now talk with State Representative Mike Murphy. Stand by. Representative, happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Same to you, Greg. It's, uh, it's going to be a different one than usual. Normally, I'm at a breakfast, and uh, this year it's a little little different for a lot of different things, including last uh, week's uh, session. Yeah, it's uh, been a pretty historic year, uh, no question about it. Uh, and one thing that's also cap- capturing a lot of people's attention this morning is the sites that were seen over the weekend, uh, and they continue to be seen downtown Springfield around the state capitol, and that's with uh, uh, 250 Illinois National Guard assisting local police and uh, state police in securing the capitol, uh, and even uh, plywood being put up into the windows there. Uh, what's your What's your reaction to seeing those images? You know, it was uh, it was sad to, to tell you the truth. Uh, I am quarantined myself because of uh, there's some positive cases last week uh, when we were in session. However, you know, I, uh, I did uh, take a car ride yesterday. I didn't get out and talk to anybody, but I wanted to drive around uh, downtown and see exactly what it was like. And so, um, you know, it, it, it was sad, especially when you think that. Um, you know we're we're protecting ourselves against ourselves, and uh, I, I said all along there's there's no problems with with people protesting, but uh, we've had examples uh, last summer and recently of protesting that uh, went beyond that at uh, destroying a property, the, the charging of the capital, things like that was just uh, just above and beyond. State Representative Mike Murphy joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, and let's go ahead and get into some policy issues uh, and looking at what uh, was the last thing that the legislature passed in the 101st General Assembly, passed the Senate uh, in the early morning hours Wednesday, uh, like at 4 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and then it got to the House and passed right up to the uh, final moment when the House essentially uh, ended session before taking on the new General Assembly. This was that sweeping uh, change to how the state uh, conducts its system of justice. Uh, and you voted against that. Yes, I did. I, I voted against it. And, uh, you know, I was opposed to that bill. I had been talking with several uh, law enforcement associations, the sheriff's association, the chief's association. And, you know, they, they had a lot of problems with it. And I will say this, they did change a little bit. There was a lot of confusion on that bill the whole week because it started off with uh, 163, and then they combined uh, two different bills, uh, a bill that the Attorney General was working on with uh, decertification and the law enforcement reform, and they combined two different bills and made it into HB 3653, I believe. And and so there was a lot of confusion in the public because – Several days prior to us going in session, I was just inundated with uh, with people, uh, emails, phone calls, text messages, and everything that uh, people were strongly opposed to the original bill, which was HB 163. And then they changed it the last minute, so there was confusion on that. Then, personally, some confusion happened when it went through the Senate, um, and it passed. In the Senate, there's a uh, Senator Laura Murphy. And so a lot of posts were made with the picture of the Senate vote, and they saw Murphy yes, and they assumed that was Mike Murphy. And so I got lots of calls that day, and then to even make it uh, more confusion, uh, uh, a local rep from Decatur who did vote for it 
uh, had a couple of people call their office, and uh, or at least one person, I should say, call their office, and they were told that Murphy voted for it as well. So there was confusion all along, but uh, I did not vote for it. Um, I, in my discussions with the, the law enforcement associations, 100% of them said that there needs to be some changes, and they're willing to make some changes. Just this bill wasn't, uh, wasn't what was needed. And uh, so I'm opposed to it, and I, I hope we work on it. One good thing about that bill is some of the, the more troubling aspects of it really don't take place for a couple of years. And so we do have a, a couple of years to work on it and make it more palatable. And what are those uh, issues like the, the, the ending cash bail uh, yeah, the and the qualified immunity? Bail. Right. Well, the qualified immunity so far was taken out. and so, uh, But ending cash bail is, was the big one that's going to be implemented in two years. And and, and that just needs a lot of work. Uh, we, we have some concerns about that. And there's other aspects of the bill in, in, uh, in regards to um, making complaints about officers, which is rightfully so. People need to do that, but there's some confusion in it. One part of the bill, it says it can be anonymous, and then the other part, it can say it just uh, can be confidential, and which means you have to tell your name, but that your name won't be given to the officer. And There's all kinds of... Uh, it just wasn't a well-written bill, and why would it be well-written? It's 764 pages. It was done in the middle of the night, and uh, so there's going to be errors on that. State Representative Mike Murphy joining us here on the WMAY Morning News Feed. Uh, and uh, something else that's, of course, uh, got all kinds of confusion all over it uh, is the COVID-19 mitigation uh, that the governor, he rolled this out last May. Um, and it was a five-phased reopening plan, uh, splitting 11 regions of the state uh, and different types of COVID-19 metrics for these regions to follow. And we saw uh, the various tiers being implemented uh, differently for some regions, even uh, if you recall, like the Metro East area had different mitigation than uh, uh, the northwest uh, part of the state, uh, or you know, it was one of the two different regions had two different types of um, uh, mitigation put on it. But now we've got uh, you know, now two regions uh, are allowed to be in tier one with some indoor service. Region three with Springfield uh, representative is not in tier one. We're still in tier three, but we've got restaurants and bars being allowed some kind of uh, capacity indoors. Uh, how do you square that up with uh, all of the other confusion there is about where, which region of the state's in the governor's plan? There's confusion all over. Um, I actually was on a call with the um, Department of Public Health after uh, the governor's announcement and uh, listen to some of the explanations. I'm, I'm still confused and still wondering how things are going on. But, Greg, as you well know, even when the whole state was in uh, under severe mitigations, we had people open. I, I, I've had a complaint recently from a person who does uh, uh, banquets and facilities. They lost three weddings recently because they just went across the, the county line to Petersburg, even though, or, you know, Menard County, uh, even though they were supposed to be under the same mitigations we were, they they were wide open over there. And so, uh, you know, three weddings and that he lost was a severe impact to his, uh, you know, being able to pay his his workers. And so, there there's been confusion all over. Um, but then, even with this new mitigations, uh, um, you know, it, level that he was uh, allowing certain regions to wasn't supposed to have indoor dining then at last minute he allowed it 
there hasn't been a, a clear picture on this, and I can understand why people are confused because it's very confusing. Representative, what does that say about how this type of thing should be managed? Uh, is it something that should be left up to one man in his administration, uh, or is this something that uh, the the legislature needs to step up to outline what these types of man uh, pandemic protocols should be? Well, Greg, you know my answer on that. Uh, the General Assembly needs to be engaged. And the biggest disappointment I had in the five days that we met, we didn't talk about uh, COVID as far as the, the way it was handled for one second. We didn't talk about IDES and the problems that, that they have been having since since March and April. We did not talk about state police and the, and the problems with FOIA. Uh, you know, we we had time to uh, to caucus for for hours at end, so they could decide who was going to be the next speaker. Which I understood that they needed to do, but they could have done that. Um, you know, why we weren't in session? I, I I don't understand why they needed to wait and and uh, leave for like I say hours to do that. And you know, they could have been doing that in the middle of the night and let us uh, actually conduct the business during. Uh, during the day, but uh, it seemed like we did it the opposite way. Uh, what, so I was what, can, dis- what can the minority Republicans do to try to get uh, Democrats to see that the legislature needs to play a role in how the economy is shaped uh, amid a pandemic? Greg, if you go back and listen to this, some debate and some uh, points of personal privileges, it was it was it was clear. You know, I had a debate in regards to the decoupling bill, and and uh, part of my. Uh, <clears throat> My discussion there was, when are we going to start doing things for business? Right now, we just seem to try to hurt business, and, and they weren't willing to have those discussions. And so, you know, it's it's a long process. We we got elections have consequences, and I hope people remember that, especially ones who live in a district that has a, a Democratic rep on how they conducted themselves. Representative Mike Murphy with us, uh, and I know that uh, you know businesses who are allowed to open for twenty five percent capacity, um, something's better than nothing. But how long do you think that they'll be able to to operate with twenty five percent capacity, with you know a, a curfew of sorts, not being able to have business after a certain amount of time? Um, is this sustainable? No, I was just going to say it's not sustainable, and and people realize that uh, you know we're having. You know, businesses who are, are suffering, some are making a decision to close and, and, and do other things. Um, you know, uh, it, it's just it's just not a good situation at all. And, and you know, our numbers were up on unemployment. I, I think that that, uh, you know, I, last week's uh, numbers were up substantially. And I think that's a reflection on uh, the hospitality business. And you've got the restaurant association saying that they they need to be part of this conversation. You having uh, run a restaurant, uh, what do you think that uh, the governor's missing uh, by not uh, hearing those concerns? I sent letters to the governor. Oh, I've been sending so many letters. I forget how long ago this one was, but I did send letters encouraging the governor to uh, to include uh, restaurant association uh, members of the general assembly who are. Uh, uh, you know, have a passion for restaurants and also uh, associations like the uh, Irma and the National Federal Federation of Independent Businesses, and and just for a discussion on the restaurants, and because all all those organizations represent restaurants and 
you know, myself and other members of the General Assembly have uh, um, some experience in the restaurant business. I wish we would put together a, uh, a group that could talk with the governor on that. But right now, he doesn't seem to want to be listening to anybody except uh, his inner circle. And finally here, uh, Representative, you've been watching the unemployment situation uh, for quite some time. Uh, I got a headline here about California's unemployment benefits fraud may have topped $9 billion. Do we have any indication how much of the $19 billion that Illinois has spent so far on unemployment is from fraud? No, we do not. That's that's one reason why I've been asking for a subject matter hearing so we can have IDS in there and, and answer those questions. Is I don't think they have the answer right now, Greg, to be honest with you. I don't think they know how much is to fraud because, um, you know, just the the fact that it's fraud, they, they don't know it until, uh, you know, several months down the road. Uh, we have instances where people have been, uh, you know, I, I, I got a school teacher in Tri-City. I've talked to you about her several times. Just last week, she sent me another email, said, no, they're still trying to collect uh, um money from her that uh was paid to somebody else so this has been going on since may for her so they don't they don't have a grasp of how much has uh, been paid out state representative mike murphy greatly appreciate your time as always and we'll check back in in the near future all right be safe out there thanks a lot greg take care